Strictly Conversational Podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. I am your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Noah DeGeorge! Hello! Noah, how are you today? Honestly, it's been a long week. Sure has. For both of us. Yeah. But it's... Ooh, it's been a long week. Yeah, we're, we're recording on Thursday, which is the day before the pod drops, which is abnormally late. This is late. atypical. Yeah. I mean, both of us like to put things off, Yeah, but this is atypical. Yeah, abnormally, yeah, we, we usually record on Tuesday or like at the latest Wednesday, but this week has just kind of been one of those weeks where every day it's been like a difficulty to get through the day. So uh, we're here on Thursday. Been like a difficulty to get through words for <laughs> you, apparently. Yeah, I um, Noah bought some new blackout curtains for our room, and uh, he just like put them up. And like right before we started recording, I took a little snooze, and uh, yeah. And I let you go over. <laughs> and you let me go over my allotted time for the snooze. Um, so yeah, this this episode is coming a little late in terms of our recording schedule, but. We're still excited um, to turn it out to you. And this one comes with a bit of a story uh, because if you listen to our last week's episode, uh, we referenced talking about creativity and failed endeavors um, and learning from failure and that kind of thing. But I wasn't. I, I forgot that you that you locked us into saying yeah. that that was what we were going to be. Talking I I did. About. I I plugged it for this episode because I don't particularly like love being like. And next week we don't really know what we're going to talk about. So I like I put us into that little zone. But then we were at lunch today, and I was like, I'm not really feeling that. It seems a bit heavy for this week because we've had good weeks. Uh, but I think even full weeks can seem strenuous by the end of them. Yeah. Um, and like can kind of put you in a place where you're like, I don't really want to talk about anything too heady or, you know, self-deprecating. You you, you get to that point. Right. And there's, there's a lot of emotional processing that goes through like, what have I, what have I been sucky at? Yeah. What have I I failed and put off? And, so that's an episode that we will we we'll put it up eventually, and it will be a conversation that we have because it's important to us. Yeah, but... and there's still plans for it. I mean, there's stuff we want to talk about for sure. It's yeah, yeah, it'll it'll happen. It's not just been thrown out the window. Um, but we were at lunch today, Noah and I. We had the first day of our like our health and wellness class, which was a time. Boy, um, was it interesting! It's so interesting. And so we went to lunch right afterwards, and I was just thinking because Noah had been like, "What if we do an episode on?" what Noah? so i had um during our class our teacher had referenced um some conversation about vaccines and conversation about anti-vaxxers yeah. and it got me thinking about uh, a paper that i had written for i think it was for my philosophy class yeah um about who do you see as other from you and what does loving you know loving somebody other than you yeah uh look like and so who is your other and for me, it's anti-vaxxers. Yeah, it's okay I, at like, that point in time it was. Right. So because I so I wrote an entire paper about like what is it like for me to love somebody who I could really never see myself calling a friend. You know, like I don't at that point it was like I couldn't be friends with somebody that doesn't that thinks that vaccinations are bad for people. Yeah. Um, and so that got me thinking about, you know, what if we did an episode about loving, you know, loving your enemies. Yeah. And from he's like, Well, what if we did this episode on loving loving our enemies? And um, a little ditty popped into my head. Um, and if you were raised in a Christian household or just aware of this property, uh, it was the song, I Can Be Your Friend from the 
Veggie Tales episode, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Um, what an awesome episode. It, what a, it's a great episode, and um, it was just, it's a great song, and I think it still holds up. Like, I watched it with my niece over the summer. Um, watched it with my niece. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, like, a year old, and she, she was like, can we, can we watch iCarly? And Bailey's like, I think you'd no, like this. I think this is probably better for you. Um, but it's, like... We the, only watch what you want to watch, Bailey. Yeah, it's always Veggie Tales. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's a common joke among our friend group that whenever things get bad for me, people can always tell because I have an episode of Veggie Tales on because it's so comforting. I watched it when I was a kid all the time, and if you're unaware, Veggie Tales is a ch- is a children's um, not television program, but um, Christian like media produced program yeah um in which vegetables talking vegetables would tell bible stories um in their own way permeated childhood culture yeah i think yeah whether you're you know whether you were an avid watcher or you just liked watching parodies on youtube (laughs) yeah um because i think like snl picked it up at one point in time there was like an snl bit about veggie tales and so it's it's like pervaded like popular culture and it becomes something that's like kind of weird like it's even like it's even referenced in rick and morty yeah in the newest season of rick and morty like veggie tail characters come out at one point and it was like the weirdest cross-section of interest for me because i'm i like rick and morty um but the episode was also like satirizing christianity and veggie tales so i was like i don't know how to feel right now right um but essentially, during that conversation I had with Noah at lunch today, I was like, what if we did an entire episode about this crazy, really poignant and affecting children's television <laughs> program, at least for me, um, Veggie Tales, and like why it has stuck with us for like so many years yeah. and has become such a place of comfort for me. Um, and not just like being from a Christian perspective either. Like next week, we'll be talking about animation and how animation. Uh, through the years has become something that has more staying power than something that's probably like live action specifically animated movies yeah animated film yeah not tv shows and how like throughout the years animation has gone through this like wave of quality um and so we're going to be exploring that with our good friend brady bolden so shout out next episode early but i think this is a good lead into that because we're talking about how animation has this staying power um, and sticks with us when we're like 21 years old and mm-hmm. we're like having a bad day and we just throw it on because it's comforting for us. But yeah. for you, for me, for me, for me in particular, this I is... haven't gotten to that place yet and I'm scared too. <laughs> it's, it's a very scary road. <laughs> Once you do, you bet you wish you hadn't. <laughs> yeah. There was a, a series of days in, in when the winter of 2019, uh, in January where I was just cuddled up and I would just lay in bed and watch VeggieTales for hours, <laughs> but you know, dark times, dark times. But yeah, even still. But good stuff through the dark times. Good stuff through the dark times. I mean, I think that that's the whole point. Yeah, it's to like lead you out of a dark place and into something that has like really, really good human truths aside from being like a really like a show that accentuates positive Christian values as well. And aside from that, I think if, you know, if you're an adult person and you're watching it, there's still like elements of comedy that you miss as a kid yeah and that are really really hilarious um so we're gonna be talking about veggie tales this episode noah do you have like some questions for me about how veggie tales is stuck with me or so do you have a perspective What's here's going on what i head? wanted here's what i wanted to kind of go into with this episode is i obviously watch veggie tales 
um, growing up. And also once I was, I think in middle school and going into high school, um, I babysat um, some kids during church, um, close family friends of ours. Of course. And we would always, always, always watch uh, specifically the Don Quixote uh segment of veggie tales i don't yeah. know which one is that from that's from the minnesota q corner, i think right? yeah it's the one where they're talking about dealing with your bullies i think yes um don't quote me but i remember that one specifically because um the boy that i was babysitting um he would he was really scared of that one um i think you were too weren't you no i was scared of another one which we'll talk about a little bit Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that was Mystic. That it, was kind of... <laughs> we'll get there. It, it it was actually from Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes Sherlock and the Holmes Golden Ruler. And the Golden that's Ruler. what I was thinking it was from because I remember watching that one more than uh, the Minnesota Cuke one. I don't yeah. like that one. Why? I don't know. Minnesota Cuke one? Yeah. I haven't seen... So uh, there's a segment of Veggie VeggieTales that I've seen a, like a lot of. And that's like from 1995 yes. to like 2000. It's everything old. I would say everything yeah. up until... Probably for me, Lord of the Beans. I think Lord of the Beans was the most like, well. The last one that I remember watching vividly was The Wizard of Oz. Like, I remember. I don't like that one. I remember watching that because I went with my grandma for the weekend Mm -hmm. and I came back um, and we had gotten it on DVD. um, And we watched it like immediately when we got back to the house. And like, so I remember watching that one vividly, but I don't know if I remember watching episodes after that as vividly so i, 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 I did off. not that was that was 100 percent kind of the cutting off point for me yeah um but anyways i i remember watching specifically that one a lot and a lot and a lot and um as the kid grew up you know it became you being the kid yes uh as both of us grew up yeah, as the kids <laughs> um it became more important to watch those with um the ability to answer the question why yeah and because that's obviously what kids ask and so going from you know i think he was about two years old uh when i started babysitting him going up to i think four or five maybe when they're asking Um, more like yeah deep, deep questions inquisitive and you know why this and why is he doing that and why is why is he sad you know like those are good questions because those you know those emotions are you know popping up all over the place in veggie tales where it's like okay well kids need to understand um why certain characters are feeling this way and what turns it around and why it wraps up in a neat little bow yeah. with a bible verse at the end right. those those things are important so um that's my perspective um my what i wanted to do here is I want to go through some of your favorites, mm-hmm. some of the ones that stick out to you the most. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about them. We'll talk about why they're great, because they are. I know also that they are great. Yeah. We'll talk about why they're great. Um, But I think it's important to maybe look at them with an adult perspective and maybe ask some, some deeper inquiries as to what it means for us so while you're talking about what makes those great i'm gonna try to think of some questions for you we'll just go back and forth we'll see where this goes i guess we'll see where it goes i'm excited i'm excited yeah this is this is such a fascinating journey because that we we started doing this today and doing like research quote unquote research i don't do a whole lot of research um just because this stuff is like ingrained into my right dna right um the research i wanted to do was more of how do i sum up 
the lesson of this episode in like a sentence in a sentence or, or in a word or in a question yeah so do you want to do you want to start with just a, a one that comes to mind in yes. particular yes. as the first favorite mm-hmm. so i <laughs> one that i've seen as an adult more than probably others was um uh shoot king george and the ducky so uh it's actually a a retelling of the story of david and bathsheba um but which is a weird story yeah veggie tales to tell i knew that yeah i knew that as a middle schooler watching it you know while i was babysitting but you're just like what it's like when did i don't okay so if you're unfamiliar with the story of david and bathsheba it's about king david who uh, is known as a man after god's own heart and one of the king uh kings of israel um he lusts after a woman who's bathing on her balcony while her husband is off at or while her husband is home and he basically sends his her husband to war to die so he can uh you know hook up with her and so Veggie Tales did the spin on it where King George is this like covetous king. Uh, I'm talking about it like it's high art. It's Veggie Tales. Yes. <laughs> like it's King George. No, no, George. no. Keep talking about it like yeah. it's high art. King George is. <laughs> played by Larry the Cucumber. Uh, is like this covetous king who has this obsession with like rubber duckies. And he is watching from his balcony one day and sees this rubber ducky um, in the bath with this young boy. And sends this boy to the front lines of the Pi War uh, to essentially lose his memory so he can take, King George can take the rubber ducky from him. And it becomes this lesson about covetousness and sharing with our neighbors. And uh, you know what's hilarious about anti selfishness? What? I was thinking about this. Imagine that story, right? The VeggieTales version of the story. Yeah. In like a live action, like gritty. <laughs> kind of you could totally see that where like it's a neo-noir it's a daniel neo-noir would never see it <laughs> where where this guy is was coveting you know this this boy that like becomes like intellectually disabled after he like you know could could you see that yeah i could because like when when junior comes back from war he's like all loopy and he's like, bandaged up and he's like, like struggling to speak like he has ptsd from the front lines of the pie war i was like I oh would, my gosh. wouldn't you yeah it made me forever scared of pie <laughs> speaking of pie oh, no! hold on hold on we have to, we, we're yeah, gonna pause we do need to debrief this because hold we on. haven't yet so right now as we're recording as it's we're recording, thursday it's thursday you know what that means no works today which means it's pie day. <laughs> it's pie day for me. Yep. I call Friday pie day. <laughs> no, I call Thursday pie day. I call this whole a thousand century or a thousand year period the millennium. That's just as good as <laughs> I pie think that's day. that's equally as clever. <laughs> um, Sack lunch bunch. We'll talk anyway. about it at the end. Yeah. So I'm eating this pie. It's incredible. You've heard about it before. Yep. I want to tell you something. Bailey, I just want you, I just want you to feel like really 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 humbled right now Yeah, i feel a decent amount of shame right now bailey said if you'll remember with me listeners and bailey bailey said i had a bite it was quote overrated Mm -hmm. literally as soon as we finished the episode i said do you want to bite bailey he said i guess and i said you can finish the rest of it if you want (laughs) it's about a quarter of it left (laughs) i said you can finish it and he said Nah, I'll just have a bite. He took one bite and I could hear, I could hear the humming of angels in the background. A light shone through the roof directly into Bailey's hands. Where I was carrying this, this precious material that I had once slandered in such a, such a ridiculous way. Dude ate the whole thing so fast. I'm not even joking. Oh yeah. It was, it, it is 
Noah wasn't overselling it. It's quite delicious. Here's the thing, Bailey. I want you to first eat your words and then to eat a caramel apple pie. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to eat that pie. <laughs> but you have to eat your words first. Okay. You uh, suck for calling it bad. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, moving forward, back yeah, to King, King George, George and the Ducky. Ducky. So that kind of wraps it up. The end of the episode, um, uh, Bob and Larry, who are characters in this story, clean Junior up and give him his ducky back after being convicted by Pog Grape, who's like this mystic who has like a flannel graph and he tells <laughs> George the story of what he did, but like in another abstract way, kind of like a parable. Um, and King George is really convicted and they sing this bop of a song. Which one is it? And being selfish. Na, na, na. It's so good. It's okay. so good. Uh, uh, and then at the end, uh, Bob c- corrects Larry's grammar, and it's really funny. Um, uh, weren't, weren't, weren't. Mm, okay. No, Anyways. Weren't. Anyway. Um. So it's it's just just that story of like not being selfish and sharing with others, and like what is most resonant about that episode is one because it's the funniest. It's one of the funnier episodes of Veggie Tales. Like yeah. there's this segment at the beginning uh called the gentleman who went up the hill or the englishman who went up the hill to pick pick all the bananas or and like not share it i forget what the whole title is but he it's just so funny and so meta and so weird and makes me like guffaw to this day and at the beginning of the episode jimmy and jerry gord are like are like disguised as bob and larry with these like cardboard cardboard cutouts like the paper Uh, it's so funny yeah, it's a really good one. But I think what's most poignant about it and like most affecting today where you're like, that's actually a good lesson. Yeah. Uh, is just the idea of like, you know, being selfish doesn't pay and learning to be more like giving with the things that we have. And instead of like always looking for more or looking for different, like yeah. being content. And I think contentment is an issue that I've always struggled with because I'm always like looking for the next thing. Like, I'm like, what is the next thing that's going to happen with my life with like, what's going on like in a day? Like, what can I look forward to? And contentment is just something that has eluded me from, from much of my life. And so I think I've always felt convicted by that episode. And also it's really, really funny. A, a lot of um, light content there. Um, again, I'm just laughing at myself because we're talking about the VeggieTales <laughs> like it's like it's Casablanca. Um, it might as well it be. It may though. be Casablanca. Um, so that's King George and the Ducky. Uh, <laughs> I found this like this this like bootleg of it online, and it was labeled King George and the Donkey. Which what? Really funny. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Sam and I were watching VeggieTales one day, and it was King George and the Donkey. So, anywho, I. I had a couple thoughts okay thoughts, first of all Noah? this I is take a sip of my fright this is a general thought just for all of veggie tales and i think it should be brought up now okay and i'm gonna say this really bluntly because i think that it's kind of funny um sorry if this hurts anybody's feelings is this gonna hurt my feelings i don't know it's not okay but i can mostly say it okay is veggie tale for jews what do you mean there are almost no lessons from the new testament there's a a reason for that basically like one of the creators promised like a dying relative of theirs that they would never make jesus a vegetable wow so that's the primary reason why there's no like essentially new testament lessons in veggie tales because like 
They didn't want to make Jesus a vegetable. Of course. I mean, um, how are you? Yeah, how are you gonna? There might be a. I, I mean, I know that there are there are obviously Christmas there, there are Christmas, the, the, episodes, the Christmas there's, episodes. There's also the Easter Carol, which Jesus. is you know, and they talk about Jesus in those, don't they? Uh, I mean, I think at least in the Star of Christmas they talk yes. about Jesus, right? Because those are all about the true meaning of Christmas and the true meaning of Easter. Yeah, um, but even in <laughs> the toy that saved Christmas, it's less about Jesus and the true meaning of Christmas and the birth of Christ, and more about like. Uh, don't want to buzzsaw Louie and don't like always long <laughs> yeah. for more like material things because yeah. that's not going to give you contentment. Also, that's an anti-capitalism message. Yes, it <laughs> so is. It's a weird, like I was watching it recently and I was like, whoa, this got, this got weirdly anti-capitalist. Just VeggieTales as socialism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that was the first thought I had okay. because these lessons aren't, I mean, they're, of course they're Sunday school lessons, but they're not typical lessons that you would find that you would see see somebody drawing out of the old testament yeah in particular like i I find that david and bathsheba connection to be a stretch and very interesting yeah like i think from an outside perspective you're like why that story yeah you know to highlight selfishness i think there's other stories they could highlight but the thing is that those i mean they're not embellished no they're not you know it, it gives it gives i think it gives context to the old testament it, to say like hey man it leads into a conversation really really well <laughs> this is this is worth more than just a gen ed credit at iwu yeah, yeah. you know um yeah and i think i probably learned more from veggie tales than i did in my gen old testament class well that's probably true okay uh, other than um that. other questions that i had yep. um well actually a thought that i had first so recently i watched um i watched a video essay on the spain or the the uh 2000 the year 2000 uh, Paralympics. Okay. Okay. This is a story I'd never heard before. It's a really, really incredible video essay um, about how the team for Spain's basketball um, cheated in the Paralympics. No way. Because they, they were in the category of intellectual disabilities. Okay. 10 of the 12 people on their roster were not intellectually disabled. They so, had cheated their way through. Were they like in wheelchairs? No, 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 say no. Paralympics. I think Para, right. that's the thing is. So Paralympics, of course, those are events. Right. Um, but they're like in like a um, but in, special Olympics kind yes, of category. Yes, in the special okay. Olympics category, they do have an intellectual disability um, category, which has since after the scandal been completely suspended. Um, okay. Like in, since in the year two thousand. Yes. Um, so in the year two thousand, Spain's team absolutely smoked everybody else uh, i think their their like their gold medal game they won like 63 to 4 yeah. against russia um because 10 of the 12 people on their team 63 were, to 4 were people that they basically just said we're going to we're going to win the game like we're going to win gold medals just so that we can get sponsorships for the next year of paralympics we're just going to do it this one time. Weird. And if we win, then we get sponsorships. That's not how that works. Right. That's... Um, and it's a horrible thing to do. Oh, for sure. Um, it absolutely is. However, really interesting <clears throat> twist in the story. One of the basketball players was actually an undercover journalist. Whoa! Yeah. And his, as soon as they got off the bus back home in Madrid. He's like, you guys he, are caught. <laughs> he said, he said, I'm turning, I'm turning back my medal in. Uh, I'm turning in my jersey. And I'm going to call up. I'm gonna call up the New York Times of Spain, the Spain York Times, <laughs> and the New Spain Times, and they immediately they immediately published this you know story about That's... how Spain completely rigged 
the Paralympics. Dude, why However, hasn't Ben Affleck so, picked that up for a movie so yet? I know, it'd be an awesome <laughs> movie. It's a good movie idea. However, here's the thing. This was really interesting, is they had talked to players afterwards, which, first of all, none of the players were charged with anything. Okay. Um, so it was all management that were making the team. Rules. The team manager um, had to give back 150,000 euros in sponsorships. God, that's a lot um, of money. He was fined. Uh, like a small fee, but I don't. Th- he was charged with forgery and fraud. Um, but but he yeah. didn't, he didn't serve jail time. Yeah, I don't That's know. It's a pretty significant crime. Not um, to serve any. So, anyways, um, something that I thought was interesting during the end of that, and something that this reminded me of, was everybody in the end, all the players, you know, were like, as soon as they won, they went back into the locker room after photos, and everybody was silent. Yeah, you know, they were just nobody wanted to talk about it. Because they knew that the victory was, you know, meaningless. It was, yeah, it was hollow. It was a hollow victory. It was, it was a farce. Yeah. Um, and everybody knew it. Um, because nobody was like succeeding over like adversity. Because right, they they, they were they were the ones that were creating more adversity. They for other teams. took advantage of of an event that is meant to celebrate differences. It's, it's celebrate differences and showcase the human ability to overcome challenges. Yeah. Um, and something that stuck with me from the video, which, by the way, you have time. It's like a 15 minute long video, 10, 15 minutes long. Uh, Austin McConnell on YouTube. It's a really, really great video essay. Um, but he made a really good point. And this is what I thought of with the selfishness is he's saying, you know, when you cheat and get away with it, the victory is meaningless. Yeah. You know, it, it has no value. If you cheat and get caught, then your reputation is ruined. Nobody will ever forget. Yeah. So with this idea of selfishness, right? If you say you take selfishness to the extreme and take something uh, that you want that belonged to somebody else, um, it's not going to mean anything to you. Yeah. The meaning is diminished because, you know, your greed ended up winning. I think what's so significant about the episode is that, like, these are abstract concepts and ideas that we were learning at, like, four and five years old. Yeah. That, like, if you get something by stealing or by by selfish gains or by whatever um it's not going to mean anything and all you're going to feel is guilt and shame for it it's going to make you feel good for a little bit but in the long run it's nothing it's meaningless it's a farce it's hollow right and so um, and that yeah. goes for that goes for a 5 year old kid taking somebody's you know truck or yeah. taking taking somebody's rubber ducky taking somebody's gogurt right it's my gogurt i was gonna eat that gogurt or their orange slices Dude, or whatever better back the heck off my orange slices right that goes the same for that as it does a group of adults stealing a victory from adults the same age as them who are disabled yeah like that that feeling of guilt is probably only amplified once you get older. Oh, I'm sure it is. The the more time that passes, the more that you're like, oh my gosh, I could have used this event to celebrate someone else, but in in exchange, I ended up like costing them a victory, and now my reputation is ruined. So yeah, me, I guess. Um, that's that's those are the thoughts that I had. Yeah. Um, I think we should move on to another one. Yeah. So I was gonna talk about, or I was going to talk about a, a little a little a little episode called a snoodle's tale mm-hmm. which is uh, okay it's one of the better veggie tales like it's one of the be- better veggie tales episodes that doesn't involve any of the recognizable characters yeah that, it, it's like based around this whole like dr Seussian universe that the creators like invented um and like 
It's about this guy or this little, this little man. I don't know what to call him. Oh, he's a snoodle. This little snoodle. And uh, he is embarking on this journey um, to discover what he's good at. And all the people around him are like, you're no good because all of the talents that we all have, you don't have. And the ability that you should have as um, a member of our community, you, you don't have. And so he embarks on this quest to like find himself and to like figure out what's special about him and where his identity is. And eventually he like meets God and God's like, I'm your child. And you're uh, <laughs> yeah. God says, Hey dad, this <laughs> snoodle is the dad of Veg- God. Veggie tales just got wow. wildly heretical. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, the, this, the, this noodle goes to God and uh, God is like, I'm your father. Um, and you are my child and uh, therefore you are valuable. And therefore, um, you know, I love you. And essentially like this, after this moment, the snoodles like wings are like unencumbered and he can just like paint really, really well. Yeah. Um, and just like learns that his value is not on what people say to him, but it's in like being a child of God, which is, it's like a very special episode to me because it's like owning your uniqueness and your individuality um, can be difficult sometimes, especially when all these voices are just screaming at you. Yeah. Um, and like when I was growing up, like, I had a lot of difficulty with that. We talked about the manliness episode. Yeah. Like, like I wasn't terribly athletic. And because of that, I, I felt like I didn't have value um, and went through a period of feeling worthless. And then think back to this episode and it's like, no, there is, you know, I'm, I don't have to, I don't owe anybody anything. I think uh, that that's the one thing that detracts from that episode for me is he's like, uh, you know, everybody's saying, oh, well, you should be good at this, but you're not. And yeah. That, that, and that, and whatever. And then God says, you're just a child of God and that's your worth. Yeah. But also you can paint really yeah, well. Yeah, you can do all these cool things now. You can play the kazoo really well. Yeah, it's just like, it doesn't detract from it in a bad way. It's more of just like. Well, maybe he could do these things well, but because of you know other forces that are like, you're bad at this. He was viewing his own art and his own work as bad too. It's yeah. just the idea that like, when we recognize that we have nobody to prove and that our identity is not rooted in what people say about us, we can do the best things. Absolutely. Like we are fully able and empowered to make those choices and those things um, seem easier. So I, I was really moved by that as a kid. And previous to this noodles tale, there was a little short uh, called Dr. Jiggle and Mr. Sly, where uh, Terry Gore. <laughs> yeah, please explain this in okay. great detail okay. about its, its cinematic <laughs> importance. So, Jerry Gore is Dr. Jiggle and Mr. Sly, and it's this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mr. H- Mr. Hyde. Mr. Sly. Mr. Sly. Uh, Mr. Hyde myth. Uh, about this guy who like is a mild mannered, mild mannered, <laughs> mild mannered. Really struggling. Right I know. Now. I'm struggling today. Mild mannered professor by day, but by night is like this dancing legend. Oh, okay. uh, and it's because he like puts a cummerbund on to like take his fat away because people wouldn't like a chubby guy dancing. At the end of the episode, he realizes I'm a chubby guy and I can dance. Wow. I don't know, kind of moving. Wow. Kind, kind of moving for this young fellow, yeah. Bailey Hines. Yeah, as a, as, a, as a husky young lad. Um, who, who loved to dance. Who loved... <laughs> <laughs> basically billy elliott i'm just like i want to dance but you know as someone who's always like felt self-conscious about their weight it was just kind of empowering to be like you know what i'm still cool and god still loves me even though i'm husky Um, i can dance i can dance gosh darn it so yeah that's that's that episode um 
One more. Let's do one more. Yeah. Let's do one more. Um, I, I, I think. Oh, actually, I wanted to say something about. Yeah, you want, you, want, you want to talk about the snoods tale? I, I guess. Send so. snoods. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, but that fan art exists somewhere, for, which is just really troubling to me. Oh, it has to. Be. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> people that were just way too into Veggie Tales oh, later in life. Goodness. Um, Ugh. Anyways, Anyways, let's move on quickly. Please, Something that I think is interesting in terms of, you know, looking at self-worth and stuff. Well, we talked about it with Sam, and Sam really does. Um, I think he probably puts it in words better than either of us can. Dude's mad eloquent. Um, we are not. And But that's something that Sam is passionate about, yeah. and so are we. Um, but that's something we talked about then. And, you know, I know that uniqueness is something we're going to talk about eventually in the future. Um, in the future. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll always, you know, be open to those discussions and everything. Yeah. And as like, you know, going back to the Enneagram, as an Enneagram four wing five, and my desire is to um, stick out in some significant way and find uh, unique things about me um, and to just be unique um, and to not feel encumbered by other people's opinions and like it's it was just I think at that age it really did morph my mind like mm-hmm. and make me lead into the person that I am today and was meant to be. So. Um, one thing I wanted to say about the Snoodle's Tale was one was, thing you wanted to say about the Snoodle's Tale. I really do vibe with the idea of you know finding self worth in a world of people that tell you that you're supposed to be good at this stuff but you're not. Yeah. Because when I was especially when I was in high school, um, I always thought that some somebody like or everybody had to have a thing yeah and i didn't really have a thing you know i almost joined theater and i chickened out i thought about joining the volleyball team for the longest time i chickened out and there were just all those things over and over i ended up i ended up doing um student council because i could just sit in the back with my friend donnie nice and and you know not really do a whole lot shout out donnie one time yes um is that a, that's a good movie guy yes cool yeah that is <laughs> yeah um hope you're hope you're good donnie good bit yeah um good bit. but yeah like i ended up joining student council and even then it wasn't my thing yeah you know i just liked hanging out with donnie and you know had a relationship come out of that and other friendships and that was what was important to me but not you know not student government you, yeah are you joking Forget that. That thing's a student government's a joke. What was your position on the student council? There weren't positions. Oh, you just were like, I'm on the council. I'm on the council. There were obviously there was, you know, president and vice president and like maybe a financial person. I don't I don't know. I'm like the Superman, Superman like Superman two when it's like the council. Yes. They're like sending Zod to the Phantom Zone or whatever. I'm just I'm I'm the guy that brings in the, you know, who ordered the Chiabata with turkey and pesto? I've got. Wait, how do you just pronounce ciabatta? Ciabatta. 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 My chia pet. Whatever, man. <laughs> don't don't even come at me. I'll start making bread puns like right away. <laughs> I would love that. No. Anyway, <laughs> he goes no. No, I have thousands, but I won't. Um. Anyways, uh, I do remember the president of student council. Um, his name was Brandon, and he was like the quarterback for the football team, Ugh. the president of student council, Ugh. the most handsome guy in school. Ugh. I know, right? My least favorite person It's just the, world. the worst. But I mean, he was a nice guy. He was whatever. At least he was nice. Kind of, yeah. Uh-oh. Um, I almost said something super mean, but I won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to whisper it to you, okay. and we're going to play background music over the podcast. Uh, can we do that? Yeah, we could do that. that. Work? 
I just like he was just so nice. I'm not even joking. I'll show you what I I, I felt during <laughs> high school especially that I thought I needed to have a thing. Yeah. I didn't have a thing. Yeah. And I realized that not having a thing just made me a really open person to almost anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know you're kind of a kind of a blank canvas in the best way. Because, yeah. I've you know, always I've always thought that it's better to know a little bit about a lot of things. Yeah, jack of all know? trades kind of situation. Not a master of none. No. Like that's not and it, it, you know, it's not a bad thing to just kind of been like I know a lot of different things. Which um, I do know a lot about, you know, I do know a little about I do know it. a no, lot. Listen, I know a little bit about <laughs> I know about a lot, a lot about things. Star I Wars. Like, <laughs> I do know a lot about Star Wars, but that's when I like that's when I started doing magic tricks. Oh yeah. And dude does magic. It's true. That's when I started doing magic tricks and getting into like, um, like I don't know. Styles had a breakdancing phase that I almost got into, <laughs> and a parkour phase that I almost got into. But it was just like knowing a little bit about a lot Dude, of things. Silas to George is an enigma, truly. Maybe we'll have him on. Who knows? Well, who might? <laughs> um, Probably. He'll just force his way in at some point. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't already. Moving on. Anyway, so let's do on. one last one for let's you. Let's do a quick one. Um, so the one that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, just in general, VeggieTales oh, <laughs> taught me a lot of different things. Like um, in Jonah, VeggieTales movie, it talks oh, about the difference goodness. between compassion and mercy. And that definition between those two things has always stayed with me. Um, I'm trying to think of other episodes that have taught me all, all other lessons as well. Real quick. What you got? I was going to say the Jonah one. The Jonah one is one of my favorites because people think that the Jonah, um, the lesson of Jonah, which I have a whole rant about the book of Jonah. It's my favorite book of the Bible. Yep. Uh, I believe that it's literal. That's another thing. Maybe we'll talk about it with deconstruction. Dang, dude said it. Um, I do. I 100% do. Um, my thing with Jonah is that everybody thinks that kind of on the surface, the message of Jonah is you should follow God's directions. You should be obedient yeah. because, you know, you'll end up right back where he needs you to be provided you follow him. Sure. Um, it's not. And VeggieTales does an amazing job of showing it. Yeah. It's that the the point of Jonah is about second chances. Yeah. It's about giving grace. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah. And there's just, like, that's the fourth chapter of Jonah that everyone forgets about. Yeah. The, are you talking about like when he's just sitting beneath the tree yes. and it gets cut down? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he's like, when's your destruction going to happen? And he's, and God's like, you thought this was about me blowing up Nineveh? Dude, like you, you are all, yeah. So, VeggieTales has has a place even like in the theolo theological sense. And, Absolutely. And a good conversation that way. So Jonah taught me that about second chances and, and what those mean. And I've always been a person that like, I consider myself decently forgiving. Uh, and I think it's because of lessons that I learned in that situation. I'm trying to think of others um, before I move into the last one. No, forget it. Um, okay, but don't forget it. Well, <laughs> I was going to mention the wonderful world of autotainment. Uh, <laughs> I predicted the future of uh, comedy, which I think is really cool. This one. Um, but the final one that I want to talk about is Madame Blueberry. Yes. Which is uh, a movie or an episode about how like material things aren't going to make you happy. Uh, and the more that you buy, the more... Um, uncontented you will be discontented is probably the better word to use well it's you know the yeah. grammatically correct word but you know we'll, <laughs> it's the we'll, actual word it's the actual word. um but it has this song near the end and when i watched it on my most recent watch with my niece it actually made me like a little teary um it's like uh, a thankful heart is a happy heart 
Um, I'm glad for, for what, what I have. have. That's, that's an, an easy, easy way, way to start. Easy way to start. And it's like basically hi- highlighting these like people that are like more poor, um, and like they were really really glad to just like have like a ball or just yeah. like a piece of pie with their parents. And Madame Blueberry is like, I need everything at the Stuff Mart right now. Yeah, and I just was really moved by that. That's exactly what she sounded like. She's like bah, 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 bah. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I was really moved by that as a kid and still am. Just like the idea that like. In our 21st century context, we need everything right when we need it. Um, and everything is a need. Nothing is a want. Right. We need this. We need that. And, like, taking the time to be, like, you know, life is much simpler than we've made it out to be. And we're putting things in the way to, like, distract us from what really matters. And um, sometimes a ball can be – a playing ball with your, your dad can be, like, the most important thing. So, I don't know. I was, I've always been really moved by Madame Blueberry. Um, yeah. I've, I really I've, enjoyed that one. I've certainly has that like Larry in the cart bit where he's true. like he's got he's in a shopping cart and he's like just scooting. It's funny. It is funny. It's yeah. super funny. Yeah, but I watched I've, it recently. I've always connected with that because like especially, I guess with my family. I mean, we weren't poor, but with my parents being Salvation Army officers, we didn't. They didn't have an income technically. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, they didn't have to pay. You know, they didn't have to pay house payments or you know car insurance or health insurance or whatever because that's covered. Right. Um, but they had like a small allowance as officers. But anything extra was kind of just like right. We, I mean, we had enough for the cost of living so that we wouldn't starve. And you know, seems kind of kind of the Salvation Army's whole thing. It's if funny. You star- if you starved, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was that was it. It wasn't. It wasn't extravagant, you yeah. know. And um, I think the biggest thing for me, especially putting kind of putting that idea. Um, or at least instilling that, you know, gratefulness idea in me was, um, keeping up to date with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a phone until I was in seventh grade. And my first iPhone, uh, was when I was well into high school. It's the same for me. Um, I think I got my first iPhone when I was a sophomore in high school. I think I got it when I was a senior. For real? I bu- I had, I had ended up like feeling so bad about myself because I didn't have what everybody else had. And, you know, I would end up buying my own phones with money I'd saved up from birthdays. And, you know, even then I bought, you know, a big Android phone or whatever, but you know, like my parents didn't buy me an iPhone until I was at least a senior in high school. My first phone, like, and I had it until I was like 15 or 16 was a flip phone. I had a slide phone. Heck yeah. Dude, it was way cool. Way cooler than a flip phone. It was so cool. A little keyboard there. Yep. How neat. Very neat. Very cool. Um, But yeah, I I, like that was, thank you, Kanye. Very Very cool. cool. Uh, I I didn't have, you know, those kind of things along with everybody else that I went to school with. So like, what do you do with that? You know, with not having those things, you feel grateful for it you know what are you gonna what are you gonna gain by coveting what are you gonna gain by you know feeling deprecated that you know you're not on the same economic level as everybody else or i mean that doesn't does it really end up mattering no it doesn't it doesn't i mean like because we've put so much pressure on material things and like making it making it status based like if you have this then I remember it was a big thing when I was in junior high to post pictures of what you got for Christmas. Yeah. Like people would just post everything they got for Christmas. And I was just like, I sometimes get really sad. Cause I was like, well, what does this mean about me? And it's like, so what, I don't know. It's just so like, 
materialism is is just really pervasive and contentment is you know really hard to grasp it's it's few and far between it's hard to come by we're going we've talked about veggie tales for a long time but i think the long and short of it is like um these this show has staying power because the lessons are universal it's funny it's simplistic and I think when you animate something, which we'll talk about in the next episode, it makes it timeless. Yeah. Um, when you watch something in live action that's maybe from a period that is like bygone or like older, you can notice that things are like of their time. Yeah. But when you animate something, it lives forever. Right. You know, and it becomes right. timeless. There's a reason why we've, we're still talking about The Lion King today, you know? Yeah. The good one, not the bad one. <laughs> yeah. The no, good animated right. one, not the bad animated one. Um, they know. Yeah, they, they know. know. you got to know. Um, but animation just has a staying power. And I think VeggieTales is much the same because of its animation and also because of, you know, the human lessons that it teaches. So I, and that's something I want to talk about with our you know upcoming episode on animation is yep. the, the goal of animation being a medium that uh that's one objective is to replicate a connection between human beings between like a a medium that is not real replicating a connection between things that are real and you know something like like vegetables hopping around can do that so well yeah yeah. It's just crazy. Anyway, so yes, VeggieTales is very cool, and we made a whole episode about it, and <laughs> thank you for staying on so long. Yeah. Um. So what have we been reading or watching or listening to, Noah? Oh my gosh. Well, the oh, other night, we just watched the Sack Lunch Bunch. We'd all seen it before, John yeah. Mulaney's Sack Lunch Bunch. We watched it all together tonight. Actually, Brady had not. Brady had not seen it, but we um, watched it all together the other it. night. Yeah, it was. he liked it a lot. It's terrific. Um, I want to pull up my letterbox to see if there's something you I'm got missing. To. I mean, you really, it's really hard. Well, we've Is, been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 again. That's true. So that's something that we've been playing. Um, I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind again. Again. With Rachel. Yeah. Um, you hop on mine. And my phone's in the other room. Yeah, I can, I can go ahead and hop on yours. But while, while I get distracted easily, so I keep my phone out of the While room. we were talking about it, um, when we were watching the Sack Lunch Bunch, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I don't know, man. It hit so different that time. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, intercutting the interviews of, you know, them talking about their fears. Yeah. Is so like talking to kids about their fears and then talking to adults about their fears. And like, I don't know. There's just something so wonderful about it. It's yeah. just, um, if you haven't watched it, um, I highly recommend it. It's not like anything that you've probably seen recently. And if you're a fan of John Mulaney, it's yeah. not like anything that John Mulaney has done before. I mean, there's his identity is in it because he's, he helps produce it and create yes. it. But like, uh, it's very different than like his stand-up specials. It's super wholesome. Uh, it's full of music. It's full of creativity. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. Jake Need Gyllenhaal I say more? Uh, so I watched, uh, and oh, I've was... forgotten that I watched it, um, Over the Garden Wall, which oh, is... man. Noah's so jealous of you. Um, But it's a special, it was a special on Cartoon Network a couple of, like maybe five years ago. Um, And it's a mini series. Uh, And Daniel and I watched it over the course of an afternoon. And it is incredible. I I mean, it's just like so funny and weird. And like the world is so cool. um, And 
my favorite word, poignant. It's very poignant. Um, ten and, point word. Yeah, ten point word, and uh, it's just so fall. So like, if you have an afternoon free and you want to cozy up and watch something comforting, check out Over the Garden Wall. It's it's incredible. Like it's it's perfect. There's nothing wrong with the show. Um, yeah, might talk about it a little bit next week. I mean, just because animation. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? That's probably it. Yeah, I for think this, that's for this for this segment. Uh, yeah. Something like a music that I've been listening to. That's okay. <laughs> Forget about. Oh, oh! Yesterday I found a song. What? It is oh called... my gosh, Bailey! <laughs> it is called Dynamite by BTS. Get out of here, dude! <laughs> it's so good. It's so catchy. It I knew you were gonna bring it up. That's why it, I was trying it to wrap it up. It is so good, guys. Oh. Dynamite by BTS. Please check it out. Those guys are awesome. I didn't know that. I literally went on a BTS binge yesterday, but I listened to I listened to Dynamite twelve times yesterday. All right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Again, to close, I'm your host Bailey Hunt. Shout out to our wonderful uh, friend Brady Bolden for writing, composing our theme song, which we are still so grateful for. Again, I'm your host Bailey Hunt, and my uh, Twitter is Bailey James twelve fifteen, and my Instagram is Bailey J Hunt. This is the first time doing the exit without a without it's a true. script. So, and I'm your co-host Noah DeGeorge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Noah underscore DeGorgeous both on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow our podcast Instagram at Strictly Conversational Podcast. You sure can. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. Next week, again, we'll be talking about animation with we're gonna Brady be talking about, Bolden. Yeah, we're going to be talking with Brady, finally. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, so shout out Brady again. Brady's, Brady's excellent. But until then, be good to one another. Don't take yourselves too seriously. And don't forget to wear a mask. We'll see you next time. 